Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is an international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He really sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hello, friends. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're tuning in today. This is my first episode back in quite some time, and it feels so good to be back on the air and sharing my heart and God's heart with you. I'm just really happy to be here, and I'm so glad that you're tuning in. On today's show, we're starting a series that I'm calling Going Through, and I'm calling it that because so many people that I know, so many people that I minister to and minister with and talk to, this has been truly one of the hardest and most difficult years many of us have ever had to go through. Um, You know, obviously with the pandemic and quarantines and and people's health and um, just the state of the world really right now, it has been an incredibly, incredibly hard time for a lot of people. Um, I know some people have lost their jobs. Um, Maybe they were furloughed. Um, Some small businesses are really struggling. Um, Friends have had to close their business because of everything going on. And even some people have lost their friends or family members to illness or disease. There's lots of fear and And it seems like panic overwhelming people um, a lot of times. And it's just been a really, really tough year. It's it's been a really hard season of all types of pain and heartbreak and loss, unfortunately. And um, many people I talk to and and several friends that um, I've shared with lately since the quarantine's been lifted, you know, talk about how this really has caught them off guard They weren't prepared like emotionally really to deal with all the things that have been coming at them in this season. And, and a lot of us have said to each other, man, we're just, we're just trying to get through it. Honestly, we're ready for it to be over and we're just trying to find ways to get through it. And that's something that my mom always used to say when I was growing up, she would say, you know, when you're going through hell, you just got to keep going. And I feel like so many of us are doing that right now. We're just finding ways to focus on anything positive and anything hopeful and keep going. At least I know that's, that's what's been going on in my life. And like I said, we've all been through so much that I thought it was really important that I was as real and vulnerable and um, authentic and transparent with you today as I possibly could be. Because, um, you know, one of the things that a lot of people are going through during this time is divorce. A lot of marriages are collapsing because of the pressures, the financial pressures, the strain. Um, maybe the quarantine had people, you know, that were used to kind of being checked out of their marriages or coping in other ways. They were forced to look at their issues and look at their disagreements and, and maybe decide whether or not this was something they thought that they could get through. And some people decided they couldn't. And unfortunately, um, I'm going to share with you today, my own story of loss, my own, my own story of 
you know, starting again. And I'll just say, I'm going to do my best. Um, like I said, to be honest and transparent with you, but that's what my show is all about. You know, the scandalous grace of Jesus. If this is your first time to the show, we really, I have always tried to, you know, share God's heart with you, but also keep it as real as possible and not sugarcoat anything and not try to, um, you know, coat over, I guess, anything and make it seem like this is an easy life that we're walking through. It can be really great, but it can also be really hard. And I think that you guys would agree. So I'm just going to share with you some of my story and hopefully by sharing my pain and being vulnerable with you guys and showing you, you know, that you're not alone and that God sees and hears you. And he is very present in the midst of all of our circumstances, no matter what we're going through, he will always help us start again. So I'm just going to share a little bit about my journey with you. You know, if you followed me in my story or, or know my testimony at all, you know that I've been believing God for um, many years for lots of things, um, miracles. Um, he's healed my body. He's healed me of sickness. He's healed me of disease. Um, there's lots of awesome things that God's done in my life. And there are still some things that I am believing God for still to this day. And one of those things for a long time was my marriage. I was believing that God was going to turn my marriage around, make it really, for lack of a better phrase, uh, the marriage of my dreams. You know, marriage is really hard. And we had struggled for several years when I came back to the Lord. So once I started walking with the Lord again and rededicated my life to him, I really focused on my marriage. And you guys, I, I was on my knees for my marriage every day in some way, shape or form for gosh, at least 13 years, we were married for 20 years and, um, I, I fought for it and I believed God for it. But, um, at the end of last year, my marriage came to an end. It became apparent that, um, it was not going to work out and that God was not going to necessarily do the miracle the way that I thought it should look. Um, some friends have pointed out to me that, that God did do a lot. It just doesn't, like I said, look the way that I'd hoped it would. It's not the outcome that I had prayed for. And I think that's part of the journey that we all go through on our faith walk when we've prayed for something for so long and we believed God for something for so long, we have an idea in our mind, images and dreams and visions of what we think that should look like. But, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, God's vision for that is not the same as ours. And also, you know, I don't want to blame it all on the Lord either. You know, we do live on the earth that has a real enemy. You know, guys, the devil is real. And and sometimes you can only you can only fight with what you have in the other person. You know, they have to fight, too. And so I um, I had to give up on my marriage. And that was incredibly painful for me, especially after believing for over 13 years that God was going to rescue it and God was going to make beauty out of ashes. Um, that's not what happened. And I was completely devastated. And not only did I feel, you know, like a failure and I was heartbroken, but I was also confused and it filled me with a lot of doubt and, um, it really, I'm going to be honest, you guys, it shook my faith to the core. My relationship with God 
It really was one of those things where I, I think about that verse in the word that talks about everything that can be shaken will be shaken and only the unshakable will remain. That that was the season that I went through last year in early parts of this year, because I really feel like if I was ever going to turn my back on the Lord and walk away, it would have been through all of this because I had set my heart so firmly on what I believed he was going to do for me that when it didn't look like I thought it should, and when it didn't happen the way I thought it should, it was very, very confusing for me. And it really made me reevaluate my entire relationship with God and who I thought he was and who he truly is. And I think that's something that a lot of us go through. I don't know if you can relate, but I mean, just think about anything that you feel like is an unanswered prayer or any place that you've got a disappointment with God where you feel like you prayed and prayed and prayed and believed him for something, but that's not the way it turned out. You know, you still had to go through that. You still had to make a choice and a decision in your heart at some point that no matter what you were going to go with God. You know, I was in and out of the book of Job a lot during this season and, um, man, that can be such a hard book of the Bible to read. It's so hard to hear his pain and, and hear his friends accusing him of handling it wrong and saying that it was his fault. And just all the voices of the accusation that can, that can come at you when you're going through something so hard and something so painful. But at the same time, I love the book of Job because I love how transparent he is. I love how he has those conversations, those hard talks with God and just really lays it all out there. Because like I always say, you guys, the Lord sees it all anyway. He's the only one that sees our heart. The Holy Spirit is always there interceding for us and praying on our behalf. But God sees our heart and he knows what we're thinking and feeling anyway. So it's so cathartic for me and so important in my faith journey that I do my best to get it all out there and tell him just how I'm feeling so that it's not festering inside me. And so the devil has no foothold in my life and my thought life and my spirit life, you know, any part of my life. And, you know, even though I was feeling discouraged and broken, I mean, there were days that I was angry, lots of days that I was confused, plenty of days that I was full of doubt and a lot of days that I felt really empty, you know, really empty, like I had nothing left to give. And, and being in Job and reading how he talked to the Lord, that was really good for me. Not to mention the fact that at the end of the book, you know, everything is redeemed. God restores it in ways that Job, I'm sure, could never have imagined. And, you know, he says at the end, you know, I have heard of you. I've been told stories about you, but now I know you. And I want to say that to you guys. Sometimes when we go through these really hard seasons, like you may not necessarily have gone through a divorce or go be going through the end of your marriage, like what just happened to me, but you can relate on other levels of, of loss and pain and hardship. I'm sure, especially in this, this season, this pandemic, um, season and unrest that we've all been living in on this earth. There are times that I'm sure you have felt those things too, you know, and it's so good to go through it and speak all of your truth to him. And then come out on the other side of it, like Job said, you really will know God in a way that you didn't before you went into the wilderness with him. 
before you went into this hard time. He was with you the whole way. And when you look back, you'll be able to see all of that. But I just want to encourage you that he is with you. You are not stuck. Your disappointment and your pain and your heartache, whatever you're going through, is not going to last forever. This season is going to pass. He will help you start again. You know, one of the verses of the Lord has really been highlighting to me during the really hard days for me lately is from Isaiah 43, and I'm going to read it to you now. It's Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And that scripture has actually been a life verse for me for many years, but it really did take on a whole new importance and an anointing, if you will. I mean, the Lord really highlighted it to me during this time and, and just reminding me that, yes, I'm, I'm going through the waters and I'm going through the fire, but I'm going to come out on the other side with him because he's with me. And that's true for you, too, whatever you're going through. You know, unfortunately, divorce is, is often kind of like a dirty word in church culture, Um I know for me, growing up Southern Baptist, it's, it's, it felt like a thing that to be ashamed of and, and to feel like a failure, like I mentioned earlier, and, and to keep a secret and feel guilty about. And, you know, that's just not the case. Um, refuse to partner with shame and guilt. That's not from God. You know, it tells us in Galatians 5, verse 1, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And it also tells us in Corinthians that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, Jesus walked the earth. He knows that the struggle is real. Um, He knows that we're not perfect. He understands our humanity. And I believe that, you know, we do the best that we can and we have to give the rest to the Lord. He does not expect perfection. So if you're one of those people like me that you're feeling judged and ashamed and criticized, you know, lay that at his feet today because he wants to give you peace and he wants to remind you of your true identity in him. He doesn't want you to be embarrassed. He doesn't want you to feel ashamed. You know, I really struggled. I, I was like, wow, I, I feel disqualified from ministry. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I'm allowed to do ministry now because I've been divorced and I really struggled with that for several months. Um, I I talked to the Lord about it. I, I had friends praying for me about it. Of course I was getting godly counsel from people and, and just really letting the Lord love on me about it. And one day I had a girlfriend call who wasn't feeling well. She's really sick and the quarantine had just been lifted. And she's like, can you please come over here and pray for me? Like I, I legit need you to lay hands on me and pray for me. I'm, I'm so sick. And I really felt like the Lord told me to have you come over. So I went over there and I mean, I didn't think twice about it. I love her. I care about her. And and it didn't feel like ministry to me per se, because she's my girlfriend and, um, of course I want to pray for her, but I got to her house and we talked for a few minutes and I sat down and I went to pray for her. And I really felt like the Holy spirit was like, you know, put your hand, put your hand on her knee. And I didn't want to put my hands on her, you guys, cause we had just come out of the quarantine and I had been around some people before I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to make her more sick. What if I'm contagious and don't know it? So I was just being all in my head about that. But I really felt like 
the Holy Spirit was like, no, put your hands on her. So I got her permission and I went to put my hand on, on her knee and she immediately reached out and took my hand in hers. And I started praying for her. And while I was praying for her, you guys, I could feel, I could feel the presence of the Lord so strongly. Like I hadn't felt in months. It was like some kind of heaviness. Um, I think a lie broke off of me. It reminded me so much of like Paul in the Bible when the scales fell off of his eyes. I had a physical sensation of the presence of God and, and him literally like peeling something off of me that was heavy and, and cumbersome and, and overwhelmingly yuck feeling to be honest. And I prayed for her and I I just felt the power of the Holy spirit so strongly. And it was such an incredible, like, I don't know, time together moment. Um, as soon as I said, amen, she jumped up and she was like, Oh my gosh, I felt the Holy spirit so strong. I could, I could feel it you know, moving through your body. I could feel it coming into my body from your hands. And she's like, I'm so glad you're back. And it just felt so good. Cause I was like, oh, I am back. You know, I, uh, I could, I could feel the pleasure of the Lord. I could feel his, um, approval, his joy. I could feel his peace. I felt that excitement in my belly again to do ministry. And it just broke off every lie that said that I was disqualified because I'd just gotten divorced and, and that my marriage had failed. So therefore I was a failure. It broke all of that off. And I just want to say that to you. I don't know what lies the enemy is speaking to you. I don't know um, what that critic in your head, that voice that, that speaks nonsense to you and accuses you constantly. Um, in your vulnerabilities and the places where that you feel you're weak or that you failed or you've let God down some way. I just speak to those lies right now. And I say, be silent in Jesus name. And I declare the truth to you that you are chosen. You are pure. You are holy because of Christ Jesus. He lives on the inside of you and you are his and he calls you by name. And I, I also want to declare there's some of you who feel who honestly like this is really speaking to you like you're walking through a separation right now. You're walking through um, a breakup or even the legal aspects of a divorce and you haven't told friends and family you're embarrassed, you're discouraged and you, you feel disqualified in general in all sorts of ways. And I just want to tell you that that God's got you and I encourage you to get in the Psalms and, and read the things that David says um, on his hard days, I encourage you, if it helps you like me, to read the psalm. I'm sorry, to read Job. And, um, you know, don't get in Job too much like I did. Make sure you do just enough that keeps you um, staying positive with God. But it's good sometimes to hear that we're not alone and that, you know, these giants of the Bible, these heroes of our faith, they went through some of the thing, same exact things that that we're going through now. I really want to break off embarrassment or shame because like I said earlier, those things aren't from God. You know, it tells us in second Corinthians that in our weakness, we are strong because like Paul said, the weaker we feel, the more we need Jesus, the stronger he is in us. And it's in that place of complete brokenness and surrender that we hold on to that tiny mustard seed of faith that we have. And some days you guys, 
for me, that's all I had left was that tiny little mustard seed because I felt like my whole world literally blew up and fell apart. And everything that I believed to be true in my mind and my future, what I thought my future was going to look like is not the case. You know, it looks, it's different now. And, um, I just want to say this because it's very important for me for you to hear this. And I felt like God was really on this when I was writing my notes to talk to you guys today. It's okay to fall apart. It's okay to feel weak. It's okay to not be okay. You know, I, I have a girlfriend that always says that to me, Emily Parker. She's like, you know, it's okay not to be okay. You don't have to always have it together. And during this time, I went to see some of my friends in Texas and, um, my girlfriend, Kelly small, she, um, she knew I was going through some really hard, you know, stuff and this really rough patch of my heart in particular being broken wide open. And she said, Carla, it's okay to grieve. It is sad. Loss is sad and it's okay to let yourself grieve. It doesn't make you a weak believer. And she's like, girl, There's no award at the end when you come out on the other side of this. There's no award that anybody's going to give you for being strong. There's no award for that. You have to allow yourself the freedom to feel what you're feeling. And and that was really a lifeline for me. And I want to, you know, just encourage you guys in that as as well. You know, Philippians 3.13 says this, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. And I don't, I, I don't have it all figured out yet. Obviously my healing is not complete. His work in me isn't finished. It's never going to be finished. We're all in process, but I have decided, and I hope you decide today too, I am going to move ahead. I am choosing to get more healing every day. I am choosing to move forward and I am choosing to start again. Um, that's what he wants for you today, too. I I read this poem recently that um, I want to tell you guys about. It's by Morgan Harper Nichols, and it's from her book, All Along You Are Blooming. And I'm just going to read you a small excerpt, and then I'm going to close with you in prayer. It says, it wasn't until she reached the shore that she realized she was meant for water. She no longer yearned to linger on the lawn where she had been rejected. She had reached her end, and it was there she learned to see that this was not the end at all. This was the beginning. She is starting again. And I just love that poem. It really ministered to me. It really spoke to me. And I hope by sharing some of my loss today that you feel encouraged to to let others into your pain and heartbreak as well. Don't isolate. God loves on us through other people. We're built for community. Allow yourself to grieve. Refuse to partner with guilt and shame. And give yourself permission to start again. Because that's what God wants for you today. We've all been going through some really hard stuff, but it's time to start again. So I want to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone listening. I thank you so much um, for your presence, even coming through over the airwaves as they hear this show, this episode, Lord, of starting again. I thank you that you are in it with us as we go through the hard things, the difficult seasons, the hard times. Thank you, God, that we're never alone. You'll, we're broken sometimes, but we're not crushed. And you move mightily through broken vessels, Lord. And I just pray that you would fill all the broken places with your spirit. Allow us to, to be ministered to by you and healed by you. 
Remind us of the truth of our identity and who we are in Christ Jesus. And thank you, God, that you have called us to start again. I bless everyone listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find out more about me and my ministry at Scandalous Race scandalousgraceradio.com. You can share your prayer request. I would really love to hear your testimonies of God's goodness in your life, especially if there's any part of this episode, this show episode, um, starting again in this going through series that you can relate to. I would love to hear your stories. I will never use your name or your location on the air, but if you give me permission, I'd love to share with our listeners, you know, the ways that God's brought you through your hard things as well. And again, that's scandalousgraceradio.com and you can connect with me there and you can also find me on social media there as well. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and remember leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to scandalousgraceradio.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan ministry resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to scandalousgraceradio.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. And please join us again every Monday at 1 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. On Denver's 94.7 FM, The Word.